0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, the life-giving Spirit. The Holy Spirit is absolutely essential for being a Christian. And the Holy Spirit is absolutely indispensable for the Christian. For He is the one, you see, who brings us to new birth. Perhaps you've heard the expression before, or maybe someone has even asked you, are you born again? Have you been born again? Now, many people take offense to that question, and many people are mystified by what that word means, being born again. But we should not make a mistake. Being born again is absolutely necessary to the knowledge of God. Listen to the words of Jesus himself. You see, early in his ministry, when he was still in Jerusalem after his temptation in the wilderness, Nicodemus, a respected teacher in Israel, a rabbi, and even a member of the ruling council of the Jews, came to him by night. Why? Because he was greatly impressed by his teaching and by the miracles that had happened under Jesus's words and commands. And so he comes to Christ with compliments and Jesus initiates a conversation in what we might say an almost abrupt manner. This is what he said. Jesus answered him, that is Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So Jesus told him, Truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Therefore, you should not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Now, look, if he says that to the respected leader and teacher in Israel, one who was definitely in the estimation of humanity, a righteous man, and one who pursued the knowledge of God, after all, he comes to Jesus at night to ask him the way. Jesus says to him, you must be born again. That's what he says to all of us. If you would want to know God, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, if you want to have life eternal, you must be born again. So this is not a peripheral matter. It's an essential matter. Well, then what do I mean? What is all this talk about being born again and how does it come to pass? You see, the Holy Spirit is a very loving person and he has shown his love for us in that he has revealed to us our need of being born from above. Because the very first action that he takes is that with love and mercy, he imparts spiritual life to us. Now, this is sometimes referred to as awakening that enables a person to perceive their condition, their need as being lost, being blind, being dead, and their need to hear God's word, be their need to understand and to receive God's word. But we're unable to do so unless the Spirit quickens us. So let me give, give you two theological terms. I'm going to use Leonard Ravenhill's statements. Because these words go together. The major word, the operative word, is Regeneration. But the related word that I'm speaking of first is quickening. So here's how Leonard Ravenhill defines these terms. Quickening is a direct operation of the Spirit without the use of any instrument. The word is used by him afterwards to call into exercise the life then communicated. Regeneration is a direct operation of the Holy Spirit upon the human spirit. It is the action of spirit upon spirit and of a divine person upon a human person whereby spiritual life is imparted. Now, let me ask you a question because sometimes people get the idea that they can cause themselves to be born again. In fact, there was a very famous and popular evangelist who used to ask the question, are you born again? And then he would speak a message in which he told people, that if you believe, then you will be born again. But he had it backwards. He had it wrong. Because you cannot believe if you are spiritually dead. You must first be brought to life. Now, here's what Jesus said to Nicodemus. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. So notice he's saying that being born of the Spirit is a sovereign operation of the Holy Spirit of God. So let me, again, share with you definitions. I want to share with you the definition of regeneration written by Matthew Barrett in his book, Salvation by Grace. This is what he says. Regeneration is the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit of granting spiritual life to dead sinners. This is not a work in which man contributes, but it is a work of God alone. So here's his quote. Regeneration refers to that work of the Holy Spirit to unite the elect sinner to Christ by breathing new life into that dead and depraved sinner so as to raise him from spiritual death to spiritual life, removing his heart of stone and giving him a heart of flesh so that he's washed, he's born from above, and now able to repent and trust in Christ as a new creation. See, sometimes people have the idea that faith enables you to be born again. But no, the Spirit granting you spiritual life enables you to turn from self and sin to God that's called repentance and embrace Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord by trusting in him that's faith so regeneration is a sovereign work God the Holy Spirit does a granting spiritual life to each Christian raising them from the dead so that they're not able to repent and trust in Christ as a new creation and thus they are born again and become Christians. Now, this is very early taught to us in the Word of God. It's amazing sometimes how we can quote passages of Scripture and we leave out some of the phraseology that's so very important. John chapter 1 in the prologue, John writes about how Christ came into his own, meaning his own people, his own people, domain, and people did not receive him, but there were some who did receive him. This is what he says about them in verse 12, John 1, 12, but to all who did receive them, who believed in his name, he gave the right, that is the authority, to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, You see, it's the direct operation of the Holy Spirit upon the spirit of dead sinners, awakening them from their spiritual death and bestowing life upon them so that they can move in repentance and faith to the Savior. Here's what the Word of God says. James 1.18. Of his own will, this is God, of his own will, He brought us forth by the word of truth so that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. The necessity of the new birth is spelled out for us in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Here's Paul. For you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Do you notice we were born sinners? That's why we sin. We follow the course of this society, this world outside of God. We follow after the great deceiver, the prince of the power of the air. We are spiritually dead. We are walking corpses. But it's upon us sinners in this dead state that God has had great mercy. Paul continues, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. That's by the the favor of God you've been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they're folly to him. And he is not able to understand him because they're spiritually discerned. You see, without the operation of the Holy Spirit upon our minds, we cannot believe. We will not come to Christ. So the new birth, that is regeneration by the Holy Spirit, is absolutely necessary. And this is the reason we become Christians. God the Spirit, with love and mercy, imparts spiritual life to dead sinners. Now this is what Jesus also said in John 5 and John 6, For as the Father raises up the dead and quickens him, even so the Son quickens whom he will. And it is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. We must be born again if we are to believe in Jesus Christ and give ourselves to him. Paul also writes in Ephesians 1:13 and 14, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, we're sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance, and we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. In Titus three, five. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. And Peter writes since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. You see, the instrument the Holy Spirit uses is the word of God, the message of the Christ Jesus himself, his life, his person, his death laid down as a substitute, his burial, his resurrection, and ascension into glory. What God has done in Christ for sinners, that is the gospel, and we lay hold of the gospel by the regenerating work of the Holy Spirit so that we are born from above. And if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. There are those who hold or cling to the idea that they cause their own birth. Now, if you stop and think about that, that's an absolutely ridiculous idea. Is there any baby who was born who decided before he was born who his parents would be and made himself be born because he knocked on the womb and said, let me out of here? No. And Jesus himself gives us an acted illustration of spiritual birth by raising Lazarus who was dead four days in the tomb. By that time, his body was rotting and stinking. But Jesus told Martha and Mary to take him to the place where Lazarus lay. And so they did. And Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave. And a stone lay against it. And Jesus said, Take away the stone. And Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he's been dead four days. Now that's dead. And Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and he said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always heard me, but I said this on account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. And The man who had died came out his hands and his feet bound with linen strips, his face wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Now tell me, was the dead Lazarus the cause of his own resurrection? No. When he was dead four days, he couldn't hear the command of Christ to come forth the Spirit first had to come and awaken him by touching his body and infusing physical life back into it and opening up his ears so that when Christ called his name, Lazarus come forth, he then, with the quickening of the Spirit and the life-giving energy that the Spirit put in him, could come forth from the tomb and be loosed from the bandages that helped him such as how spiritual birth occurs christ calls in the gospel externally many people hear it but only those to whom the spirit quickens only those to whom he grants spiritual life come forth do you hear christ calling do you hear his words you must be born again that's not a command for us. It is a statement of a fact. To enter the kingdom of God, we must be born from above, born again spiritually by the operation of the sovereign spirit of God because of the sovereign grace of a gracious Savior. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights. And the next time, give thanks to the life-giving Holy Spirit.